0: hello everybody welcome to my second episode of jordan's jibber jabber and the first episode have received a massive massive welcome of 12 people on spotify and uh (laughs) yeah i don't know who you are but so if you take time out of your busy schedule to listen to my uh, jibber jabbering so uh, massive thank you today's topic is formula one and i just watched the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, the inaugural Saudi Arabian Grand Prix last night, and what a chaotic, messy fucking race it was. So let's talk about it. I mean, throughout the past few seasons, Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton, have almost conquered every aspect that a Formula One driver could do in this history of the sport. Uh, he has held the record of the most wins most propositions and uh, i think he is the driver who have won the most number of tracks and led most numbers of laps so he is pretty much the modern time michael schumacher or elton senna but he has more record than these two guys so Lewis Hamilton's winning tradition he and his mighty all-conquering Mercedes AMG Petronas F1 car has bored some of the audience and the viewership of Formula 1 is declining because of this so both the organizer behind Formula 1 the Liberty media and the general audience is hoping that maybe some other driver could challenge Lewis Hamilton and first we, uh, Ferrari gave us a little bit hope with Sebastian Vettel but let's face it these two seasons 2017 and 2018 we kind of see Vettel and Hamilton battling with each other but the championship ended very soon because Ferrari is not that competitive these two seasons and uh, in 2020 just after Mercedes changed the silver library to black library, they are going it again nobody can uh, threat them except supermax except Max Verstappen so Max Verstappen is the only driver can threaten Mercedes in 2020 he won three times and uh, by some great margin compared to other non Mercedes driver so people were hoping that Verstappen and Hamilton would have this great rivalry and voila as the red bull cars performance increasing this year we have this championship we have the championship battle between these two giants one is the seven time world champion the mature hero the protagonist of like past decade and the other is the 23 years old upcoming not 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 upcoming star because he stayed in uh, formula one for about seven seasons now but he is the future champion the to be number one so I mean in theory it would be a very good championship, and it was. So now as we move towards the last Grand Prix of the season, let's have a little bit recap of these two guys. So during the winter testing, Red Bull's car has made a giant leap compared to last year. They Not only they have a raw pace, they have stability too. So people at that time would guess that they would challenge Mercedes. Mercedes, on the other hand, they have encountered several issues. First, electrical issues that put Welltree Boltz, I think, skipped one day of testing. Then, mechanical issues, and uh, Hamilton said the car is not as good to drive as last year. So, at the opening rounds of Bahrain, which happened was super fast. However, Lewis Hamilton won. Lewis Hamilton won with great strategy. So Red Bull didn't have this grand opening, so if, if, if they won the first race, it would be a great boost to the whole team's confidence, but not, Hamilton won. So in the next three Grand Prix, Emilia-Romania Grand Prix, the second one, and the Portuguese, then the, Espanol, uh, the, the Spanish Grand Prix. So the next three race, Hamilton and Verstappen switched position. So it's Verstappen won the second one, then Lewis Hamilton going to won the next two. So everybody would notice that this championship is between those two. So step aside, Checo Perez and Valtteri Bottas, this is not your game, you are the wingman. I think the first turning point of the championship is in Monaco because the qualifying, uh, I don't know what tricks the Ferrari pulled. During qualifying, Ferrari was super fast and Charles Leclerc had the uh, provisional proposition. Then he made the second attempt, then crashed then brought out a red flag immediately terminated all the other drivers attempts of the proposition so Lewis Hamilton has a very bad first stint during the third qualifier so he only got 7th position on the starting grid and uh, Verstappen uh, has the front row, but as you know, Leclerc didn't start. So Verstappen made the first grid and continued to won the race. Then that's where Verstappen and Hamilton building the first championship point gap. I mean up until then it's still like a gentleman's play. Like Lewis and Max uh, still still pretending to be friends with each other, uh, not not friends, but still pretending to be nice to each other, offered like congratulations after the race. Then we went to azerbaijan that's when all hell break loose because at azerbaijan grand prix it's the first race that the top three of the drivers championship or didn't score any points. Valtteri Bottas is lacking performance, Max Verstappen had uh, a tire puncture and Lewis Hamilton had made a mistake. So Azerbaijan gave Checo Perez a very good opportunity to win his first and probably only race win in the whole season. And Sebastian Vettel, the veteran, came second in the Gasly came third. So Azerbaijan is a mess, but no lose no game, because nobody scored any points. So after Azerbaijan, Max Verstappen had started this winning tradition. So he won three Grand Prix consecutively, it's France, Styrian, and Austria, his team's home soil. And after the Austrian Grand Prix, Max Verstappen has built up a 32-point lead over Lewis Hamilton. It's clear that if Verstappen keeps winning and Lewis Hamilton cannot keep up the championship would decided like maybe before the summer break. So the Great Britain Grand Prix in Silverstone is a very important one. And as we all knew what it has turned out, the (laughs) the famous 51G crash. So Lewis Hamilton had fought back to almost eliminated all the advantages that Verstappen had in the first half of the season by crashing to Verstappen. Yeah. I mean, I was at the trackside in Silverstone. I have witnessed the crash and I have also filled the environment of the track audience that expressed because Lewis Hamilton is their homeboy. So anything he did is acceptable to all the audience. And uh, I- I'm not arguing with that because as it turned out the FIA have already penalized uh, with penalty so I don't want to talk about the intention uh, whether he is deliberate or he just makes no mistake I don't want to talk about it but what I want to talk about it is starting from Silverstone the followers the F1 fans of both drivers both teams have starting to attack one another because this championship battle is so severe it has evolved from on track and off track so people would question in front the desire and winning to win to the integrity of the driver and all the behavior is good or bad or appropriate or unacceptable uh, on track so that made me wondering so if that is the really important uh, debate so so what's formula one is really about it's about the integrity of the sport or about wheel-to-wheel action so if you watch the sport for a long time or have like uh, deep knowledge of the background and the history of the sport You would notice that no driver is a snowflake, especially champions, there are no point to argue whether the driver has good intention or integrity, as long as they have the desire to win, they would do anything, absolutely anything to get the championship point, to overtake the rival and whatever he needs to do to stay ahead. like. From the top of my head is James Hunt, he is also a British hero and he earned a nickname from that lower formula series, The Shunt because he would crash into somebody else in order to get advantages So that's good integrity or not Then let's talk about Elton Senna I Elton Senna is one of the most famous and probably the best driver in Formula 1. He also is Lewis Hamilton's hero. And famously Senna is crashing all the time, because his racing line, his pace extreme and makes no mistake he is a good driver but when you go beyond the extreme, you will crash. So Sir Jackie Stewart have uh famously like interviewed him to ask about his opinion of those crashes and the center replied if you do not go beyond the gap that exists you are no longer a proper racing job i think it uh, is it quote unquote in 88 89 and 90 those three consecutive championship year he battled with alan prost those two drivers crashed to one another both in 89 and 90 and i think in 90 people all would agree that senna is intentionally crashed into prost so that's integrity or not I mean, off track Elton Senna is basically a devoted Christian and somehow, somehow a philosopher. So, so you don't questioning the integrity of Elton Senna but on track, he would crash into Prost and because that time we don't have social media and uh, after Elton Senna died so many documentary would uh, picture Senna as this great driver this great um, human being Uh, so people would almost forgot that he crashed into Alain Prost deliberately during the first corner of Suzuka that's a very dangerous move and yeah, he got the championship and he is called the guard of Formula One now. So nobody questioning those people's integrity of drives. And now you question Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. So okay, if James Hunt Elton Senna is somehow ancient history, we talk about like Michael Schumacher for instance. He is the most successful driver to date, and he crashes all the time during the starting year. I mean, in Benetton, I think the two most infamous incidents that Schumacher had First is in 94, just after Elton Senna died the the season. The last round, he and Damon Hill, his main rival, collided together. And he was still winning the championship. People would question Michael Schumacher's integrity all the time because of this 94 season's incident. And he did it again in 1997 at Jerez with Jack Villeneuve. He's another main rival for the championship, deliberately because his car has an issue. Then Jack's Villeneuve is trying to overtake him. Then he crashed deliberately into the the, the Williams of Jacks. Uh, yeah. Then he was fined, penalized with all the points that he got for that championship. Then another incident. I think in 2006, the Monaco Grand Prix. He deliberately, like, uh, I'm not saying crash but he deliberately put his car on stalled in last couple of corners in Monte Carlo to trying to prevent Fernando Alonso, his main rival that time to get the fastest lap to trying to rewrite the proposition he did provisionally. I am a huge fan of Michael Schumacher, but but this incident happened. So if Michael Schumacher is a driver for ferrari or red bull or mercedes now i think people would call him all kinds of bad things because he did those things on track so why oh uh, yeah yeah he collided with damon hill he he collided with jack vnf yeah also jack vnf's father another great driver called Gio vnf in the 70s and early 80s he drive for ferrari it's another great example of intense driving he would crashes all the time i mean all the great driver is great crasher i mean if you have the desire to win you will do anything that gives you the uh, advantages that's my take on this no driver is a snowflake so maybe some of the fans of them are snowflakes because uh, because they are saying their words on the internet on social media But the driver themselves, I mean, even though you took Nikita Mazepin, I mean, the the bad boy or or the worst driver on the grid, you take him out and give him a competitive car to win for the championship, to go against, I mean, any other top driver. I think he will do the exact same thing. He will do anything to get advantages, because that's the desire of a Formula 1 driver. If you do not have that desire, you may be not qualified. You take my word for it. So let's go back to Hamilton and Verstappen after the British Grand Prix. You can kinda say these two race a little bit down south for Verstappen. Because in Hungary, as the victim of the first lap incident caused by Stroll and Bottas, uh, mostly Bottas, Verstappen only finished ninth and get 2 points while Hamilton got second place then Belgium and Netherlands Verstappen won so he again catch up with Hamilton then we went to Italia the home of the Tifosi where they had the second big crash between them and maybe this time Verstappen was at fault so the first one in Britain kinda like uh, the victim is Verstappen and Hamilton was at fault and the second one they put themselves all out of the race and Hamilton would say ah, it's too dangerous man, it's uh, it's not good, he he didn't even look at me after he got out of the car. And Verstappen said if you're still pushing the pedal to reverse, you are okay. So everybody is debating, and because the on-track debating is severe enough, you can imagine what the social media would say about it. After Italia, it's what we call the closing round of the season, from Russia to Abu Dhabi, and from these eight Round, Hamilton and Verstappen almost secure all the first and the second place finish, except Turkey. Now they are tied points after Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. This is the most neck and neck season we ever expected, we ever seen. I mean the only other example the championship contenders tied points into the closing round It's nineteen seventy-four, where Clay Regazzoni drive for Ferrari and emerson fittipaldi drive for mclaren and i think jody Scheckter is still in the game but he is seven points left behind it is it, almost just in theory fittipaldi won if you kind of remembered that season in 1974 regazzoni is the guy who has the upper hand but eventually it's fittipaldi who won the championship it's kind of like this season it's just a week uh, not a week less than a week to abu dhabi uh, where the championship is finally decided and i think i am very excited to see this race so finally let's talk a little bit about saudi arabian grand prix i mean before the race based on the performance of mercedes car because he is so quick both in Qatar and especially in Brazil we expected that maybe Hamilton would won this race in a spectacular fashion however during the qualifying especially the third qualifying Verstappen had gave a, a somehow very superb lap but he crashed so the starting grid remained the same Hamilton, Bottas and Verstappen during the start Hamilton and Bottas lead the way comfortably with Verstappen third however mick schumacher crashed heavily and broke the barrier so first they gave a yellow flag so people were rushing into the pits to change tires and uh, red bull decided to gamble by forcing verstappen out and let perez in mercedes let bottas to kind of block Verstappen's pace in order to do a double stack. And they did, did a fantastic job. However, the yellow flag turned red, so Red Bull's gamble worked. Verstappen is promoted from third first and he can change tires during the red flag stages so the first restart it probably is because of the tire is fresh or because Verstappen uh, made a bad start so immediately Hamilton overtook Verstappen from the start and then Hamilton and uh, Verstappen kind of have this incident during the first corner where Hamilton kinda pushed Verstappen out of the track, the the, the space is just that little, and uh, Verstappen went off the track and gained advantages, finally overtook Hamilton he should give back the position to Hamilton. But because there are another huge chaotic incident at the back of the grid that causing Mazepin, Russell, and I think Checo Perez out of the race, then there's another red flag where they bargaining whether Verstappen should give back the position to Hamilton, so finally they decided to put Ocon, our lucky boy on pole, then Hamilton and Verstappen. So during the second restart, Verstappen overtook immediately by cutting but by somehow cutting the first corner to overtook both Hamilton and Alcon and stayed ahead then Hamilton overtook Alcon on the second lap the gap between them is uh, 1.5 seconds to 0.6 seconds because Red Bull is very fast on the first sector especially during the, the turn nine to turn 13 and Mercedes just very fast on the third sector because they are full throttle. So they kind of hold the gap until there were some collisions and there were debris all over the track. So the marshals issued a VSC. There were two VSCs, and the Britain attempted a move on Dutchman with DRS down the main straight. But you know Verstappen. This guy would not give his position to Hamilton that easily, so he ran off the track and re the lead by having an advantage so the marshals instructed him to give back the position so that's when the controversial came out Verstappen was given the instruction to give back the position to Hamilton however he chose to give the position of him that there was some communication problem Verstappen do not want to give that position that easily so he was kind of a wiggled a little on the racing line and Hamilton did not know the position was given back to him so hamilton stayed behind him eventually crashed into him which he and i quote said it was a brick test whether it is a brick test or not this is a very controversial scene during the race and uh, people would heavily debate it on on social media and now my opinion is there was a communication problem and Verstappen has been penalized for that but it's just a 10 second penalty and after the race and it did not change anything so I think maybe in theory the FIA and the F1 wanted these two to have a tie points into the final race because it is exciting so that's my take on it okay fellas this is probably the end of our second episode of giant jibber jabber Uh, if you like this please subscribe and i will probably update this weekly basis so so thank you for listening till the next update